All right, we're gonna talk about the Canine Good Citizen Test, why it is important, and why might you want to have this test. It is devised by AKC, and you can find out more information on akc.org um, about what this is and what test, uh, you know, what does this test mean? So it is through the AKC, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, but we have golden doodles, like we can't get our dog certified. You can, and so I'm going to walk you through that. I'm going to talk to you about what does a dog have to do to pass the test, um, and you know, why might this be important for you to have? And overall, I mean, even the name kind of says it, canine good citizen. <laughs> is your dog a good citizen or not? And how do they evaluate that? So uh, a few notes at the AKC, they believe that all dogs can be good and all owners can be great owners. All it takes is a little bit of training, lots of love, and of course, plenty of praise along the way. Canine Good Citizen is a 10 skill test that teaches your dog good manners and responsible ownership to all their owners. And you can find out again, more information at akc.org about the test specifically. Um, a few other notes before we get into specific, those 10 things that your dog must do. There's no age limit as far as like, when can you test your dog? However, you really shouldn't waste till at least six months to a year because the AKC Canine Good Citizen test was actually um, started for therapy dogs. So when you think about what are we testing? Why are we testing? What does this look like? It was for therapy dogs. And remember, therapy dogs are owned by their own uh, personal owner and ran under an organization like Therapy Dogs International, Pet Partners, and they work for that organization and they go out and visit other people um, in need. So like if their contracts are at a hospital, a library, a school, hospice, then they go and they work. And typically uh, therapy dogs don't work for more than one hour a week. So this is where the Canine Good Citizen test started and it used to just be an award which is really exciting now. It's an official AKC title um, if your dog passes the AKC test. So I I would typically say I wouldn't take it until they're a year because if you, if you are thinking about having your pet dog be a therapy dog, um, they can't until they're a year old anyway. There's no organization that will have your dog under one, some under two working because they are liable also for that dog. So that's something to keep in mind. They do have the AKC star puppy program that your puppy can take. And it's, it's a little bit different. It's like one test with, with 10 items. It's a, you go to the classes and if your puppy reaches those milestones and benchmarks, they can get uh, the, an award um, saying, basically, you're on the right track. You're raising your puppy on the right track to be a canine good citizen. Uh, again, you can have uh, purebred and mixed breed dogs. You just have to register your mixed breed under the Canine Partners Program because they're not an AKC um, purebred dog. And you can retake the test if your dog does fail. Failures for the test are growling or biting. That's an automatic failure. Uh, eliminating during the test. So if they poop or they pee during the test, it's an automatic failure. Improper equipment. So that would be on the handler's part. Um, you have to have a slip lead or a leash. 
you can use a flat buckle collar, a harness, or a martingale. You cannot use a prong or any training collars. Not that they are against those tools, but they really feel by the time a dog would be um, given a title of canine good citizen, you're not needing or relying on those tools anymore. So that's the important distinction um, is that you shouldn't need them anymore by the time you take the test. And I think that is important. And what, else, what also goes with that is treats and food. You cannot use treats and food during the test. Do you want your dog to work with and for you without that extra incentive? Um, and I'll say this too, and I say this to um, the breeders that I mentor. We don't use treats with our puppies under eight weeks. We work with laying that foundation of working with and for the human and the reward is love and affection um, and empowering these puppies to, to feel good about themselves and believing in their own abilities. It's not, the focus isn't about, I do everything for a treat, I do everything for a treat, um, or they're doing something only because then they're getting corrected by a prong collar or a remote training collar. I am not against tools for training at all, but for the canine good citizen, if you're saying your dog should be titled as a good citizen, then you shouldn't be relying on those tools anymore. And if you do, then the dog's not ready to be tested. The other automatic failure would be if there's a harsh correction from the handler during the test. Again, implying and showing uh, maybe this dog isn't ready to be um, titled as a good citizen of our, of our society. For the evaluators, real quick, for your Canine Good Citizen evaluator, and you can find them on the Canine Good Citizen website at akc.org. Um, I'm, I'm actually a Canine Good Citizen evaluator. I had to meet some pretty specific requirements. I had to be 18 years old. I was. Um, have at least two years experience working with other dogs. Um, like classes, like teaching classes, which I did when I started breeding. I offered puppy kindergarten, level one obedience, level two, and therapy dog prep training and, and advanced obedience training. So when I lived in Vegas, I offered that to my clients that bought my puppies. Um, number three, a requirement have worked with a variety of breeds, types of mixes, size, shape, etc. I was um, afforded that opportunity when I worked with rescues for several years, taking in dogs that needed rehabbed, trying to get them rehomable, um, and then you know listening to their voice and helping the rescue group figure out how should this dog be placed? What are we really, really looking at? So um, I had more than two years experience with all of that. Plus I've worked with not one, but two different service dog training organizations that I was trained under and worked under um, and learned a lot as well. And then the fourth requirement is be in good standing with AKC, not to be suspended. So don't be naughty and um, get yourself in trouble with AKC. So those are the requirements for the evaluators evaluating your dog so that you know the experience that they should have. A few notes, retesting. If a dog kind of misses the mark on one of these 10 things tested, we do have the ability to say um, if they've missed one thing that we can, they can take the whole test again at the end of the day or within so many hours. Um, so if they just, they were kind of squirmy during the grooming or something like, I, you know, I think I would, that dog should probably fail, but we, they kind of get like a one free pass as long as it's not growling or biting or eliminating or any of those other things we just talked about. We have the option to retest that same day. So 
don't have like if, if you do decide to do this and you can read all about this they have a ton of information and videos on the website don't completely panic um, you know there are redos just a, a few notes too just because you take the canine good citizen test does not mean your dog's now certified as a service dog there's no that 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 doesn't even make sense. Um, if you want the extra feather in your cap and say my service dog has passed the canine good citizen, that's great. Um, it, you know, it, it looks good. Just remember the canine good citizen test was officially made and geared toward therapy dogs. I will say our healing hearts dogs, we try for all of them to pass the canine good citizen test. Um, again, but if it's a service dog and they don't pass it for whatever reason, like that doesn't mean they're going to be failed from our programs. Like, so I, you also have to have a, the understanding of why this test was created and what they're really looking for. If we're placing facility or therapy, they need to pass the canine good citizen. Like that's just the way it is. So, um, for therapy dogs as well, I don't think there's any organization anymore that doesn't require this as part of, um, their requirements to have you be a therapy dog for their program. Remember, they're liable for you. They're covering your insurance. They have the contracts and the connections with the places that you visit. Um, so they have their own set needs and requirements that you would need to follow and pass. I don't know that there's any anymore that this is not part of it. So if you're thinking about having a therapy dog at all, this is something you should start looking into, print it out, um, and start with your puppy. Start thinking about these things. These are the skills. This is what I need my puppy to be able to do with ease and start, um, you know, laying that foundation and grooming that puppy to these specific test items. Um, and then what's really exciting now is it's not just an award. It's an official AKC title, which I'm really, really um, happy about. All right, let's talk about the specific test items. I'm just going to kind of go through this briefly. Um, again, there's a lot more information online at akc.org where you can read about the canine good citizen test. Um, the first test item is number one, accepting a friendly stranger. So you would have to walk up with your dog. The friendly stranger would be the evaluator. There needs to be no sign of resentment, fear, hand shyness, um, or, or overexcitement. So you want this nice, controlled, neutral dog going up to meet somebody new, period. I mean, at the end of the day, that's how simple it is. That's where we break that down. Test item number two, sitting politely for petting. Now they need to accept petting. So this is, again, that difference between a service dog and a facility therapy dog. This, service dogs don't, shouldn't have to accept a stranger petting them. Facility and therapy dogs do. So now the dog needs to remain in a sit and it needs to allow the evaluator to sit and pet it without, again, any hand shyness, no jumping, no overexcitement. Again, very neutral, very happy, um, very balanced is what they're looking for. There's no sign of issues with over arousal or fear. Test item number three, appearance and grooming. The dog needs to be able to be had, you know, we need to be able to put our hands on them, um, brush them, touch them everywhere. If you want to put this dog as a therapy dog or a facility dog, we need to know that they can have their tail touched, their collar touched, brushed, their ears touched um, without any sign of aversion to any of that kind of touch compliance. This has been really huge for me. 
I'm going in as a dog trainer and then um, starting my breeding uh, program was developing the first ever truly puppy handling exercises that align to their developmental benchmarks. And this is one of those reasons why is um, there shouldn't be any dog that has an aversion to being handled. I can't control if they like it or if they'll accept it by a stranger, but there's no dog that should be, you know, have an aversion to their handler, someone they trust, someone they respect, groom them, help them, touch them anywhere, put a collar on and off them. Like it's actually really sad when you think about that there's so many dogs that have an aversion to handling. So um, dogs for the canine good citizen do need to accept uh, grooming practices and their appearance needs to be healthy, well-fed, They and, and they look um, clean and healthy. Of course, nobody's going to pass a dog if they look malnourished, if they're dirty, if they're matted. Um, no bueno, not good. So make sure your dog is healthy, well-fed, and well-groomed. Test item number four, out for a walk, walking on a loose lead. You need to have control of your dog. Your, your dog needs to be able to display the ability to be at a nice heel. Now, for the canine good citizen test, they can be on the right or the left. However, for all other AKC official events, they have to be on the left. And so I just say, put them on the left. Train your puppies on the left. You know, that's just kind of the official thing. Now, if you prefer the right or you have, it's easier for you to, to manage your dog on the right, then do that. Like if, at the end of the day, it's not a big deal. But if, if you're able to do either, I would just suggest starting and healing and walking with your dog on the left. Your dog has to walk. On a loose lead, it cannot be pulling and tugging and having a breakdown or a fit or being overexcited, pulling you around. It has to walk very nicely in a nice heel. For the AKC test, can a good citizen test rather, it can be on the right or the left. Number five, walking through a crowd. It has to be able to mitigate and manage and maneuver walking through a crowd for the test, they call a crowd, at least three people um, with no signs of being unsure or having any kind of fear or overexcitement. Um, no reaction really. Again, I talk so much about creating balanced, neutral dogs that are just neutral to everything that's happening around them. And so being able to navigate and manage and walk through a crowd without any issues is really, really, really important for our facility and therapy dogs. It's also important for our service dogs. Um, so you can see why we do have our service dogs take this test because a lot of these skills do apply to dogs working out in public for service dog work as well. All right, number six, sit and down on cue and stay. So a sit, stay, a down, stay, your dog has to be able to do. If you're asking for this dog to be awarded, titled as a good citizen, good citizen dogs need to be able to sit, stay, down, stay um, in front of the evaluator. So make sure that you're practicing those and they can do that with proficiency. Number seven, the opposite of staying, coming. Dogs need to come when called. So when they are released and you call them, they better come to you and not take off doing something else that they want to do. So think about and practice and proof that before you take the test. Number eight, reaction to another dog. There will be another dog there. They call it a neutral dog. 
huh, hello, they'll make sure that the dog that they are bringing to the test is neutral. It's not going to react negative, negatively or positively. It's going to be a balanced, established dog. Your dog needs to react the same. It can be interested, um, but it can't be overexcited or have any negative reactions. So no overexcitement, no negative. We want to think just neutral, in control, um, a very calm, trusting relationship between you and the dog needs to be displayed. All right, we're almost done, you guys. Number nine, reaction to distractions. So typically, the distraction will be a wheelchair or a walker or um, crutches, because again, remember this test was devised originally for therapy dogs. So they will use something like that and make sure that there's no sign of fear, the dog is not shutting down, trying to avoid, trying to flee, or responding with a bark or a growl with that kind of, um, that level of distraction. So that's what they will use. I'm just letting you know for the test, it will be typically a wheelchair, cane, or walker. You do have the option when you do, if you did schedule a test to ask the evaluator, you know, what will be the distraction used? Um, but that's just something to keep in mind. And how do you find an evaluator? That's a good question. If you go to the website, you can type in your, um, your zip code and it will show you all the evaluators in your area and you can just contact them and say, when is your next um, canine good citizen test? And you can sign up. So um, they make it really easy uh, for you to do. And there's evaluators in every area, unless you really live out somewhere in the boon, in the boonies, then there won't be, but, uh, all right. Number 10, supervised separation. <laughs> I will tell you some dogs, especially our doodles have a harder time with this one. It is a three minute handler leaves. The dog has to be okay. We don't want to see anxiety. We don't want to see a meltdown. We don't want to see this dog fall apart. If the handler is out of sight for three minutes. They will start the timer and you've, you're going to hand your dog to them and you're going to go out of sight for three minutes. Um, the dog can be alert. The dog can be aware and be looking and trying to air sniff and staring in the direction you went. Um, that's fine. But as long as they don't reach that threshold of anxiety, whining, crying, um, pacing, excessive panting when they reach, oh, I know, right, Kiana, separation anxiety. When they reach that level of separation anxiety, that will be an automatic fail. So um, start practicing with your puppy from the very beginning, and I have lots of videos about um, meeting their needs in order and making sure they're kennel trained and not rewarding the crazy and all of those things because it is an important task for these dogs to be able to do. You should be able to leave your dog you know, for three minutes without a complete and utter meltdown. Um, you know, and it's just, they'll be happier dogs for it, right? So there you go. There are the 10 testing marks for the canine good citizen test. You don't have to do it. I urge, I challenge you something fun to do with your dog. Um, you know, even if they're older, you can still do it. If they're two or they're three, you can be like, you know what, let's start working on this. Like print out the form from the website, put it on your fridge and start thinking about these things. Really start thinking about like, 
these are some, it's not an end all be all, but these are some really important skills for your dog to be able to do um, and have, and it will just increase your bond with your dog that um, can only be beneficial. You know what I mean? And if, and if your dog can meet these needs to be a, a canine good citizen, it's something that you should be very, very proud about. Um, I do. I urge and challenge all of my puppy owners. And I know I need to do it more. And while we're having this show today is this, this is, this is an important milestone. And these are things that um, you should at least strive for and have a goal for, for your puppies to be able to meet these needs to be, uh, you know, a canine good citizen. Again, keep in mind, it was truly started initially for therapy dogs. So these were things that they were looking at. But when we step back and I look at them, I'm like, well, service dogs need to be able to do this too. Um, the separation, the three minute separation can be tough for a service dog. And of course, accepting petting um, from strangers. Those two things I don't care about as much for service dogs, um, but of course our therapy dogs. And I really feel any family companion, any dog, most dogs, as much as possible um, should be able to pass this test. And I know that there's going to be certain breeds that will struggle with this more because let's just be real. There's certain breeds that were not bred to be therapy dogs. They were bred to be naturally friendly. They weren't bred to be, you know, to, to meet everybody else's needs. So also keep that in mind um, when thinking about the canine good citizen test. If you have a breed that you think this this is definitely um, your breed can be therapy dogs, your your um, puppy may, even if it's just for fun, like just set a new challenge for yourself. Work work with them over the summer and see how far you can get on these ten test items. As a reminder, we're just going to run through them again. Um, here are 10 things that they feel it takes for your dog to be considered a good citizen. Number one, accepting a friendly stranger. Number two, sitting politely for petting. Three, appearance and grooming, and that means allowing someone to put their hands on them. Number four, um, loose lead walking, so a nice heel. You're in control. The dog is in control. You're in control. Walking through a crowd. Sit, stay, and downstay, coming when called. <laughs> uh, reaction to another dog. Number nine, reaction to distraction. And number 10, supervised separation. Amy says, Michael's Angel Paws is an excellent resource for canine good citizen training in Vegas, Henderson. Yes, Stephanie's amazing at Michael Angel Paws. I agree, Amy. So many of our clients have used her. I love that that's a, a huge part of her focus and she has a really good solid understanding on therapy and facility dogs so if you're in the vegas area look her up michael angel pause um tell stephanie i sent you her way and so did amy amy said sent you her way <laughs> so there are there are trainers you can be like okay well maybe i want to accomplish this or maybe you do want to have a therapy dog um but maybe you need help getting to this point, right? Like you feel like you're, you're just not capable to get there on your own. You can take classes. There are trainers and classes you can sign up for that will help you specifically. They're therapy dog training classes specifically to help your dog get ready for the Canine Good Citizen Test and pass any of the additional testing that other organizations will uh, require you to do. Just as a reminder, service dogs work for one person, um, they are trained specifically to help that one person mitigate a disability. They're the only dog that has ADA rights. A therapy dog is owned by um, you or me, 
and you train them or you go to training classes and you get them certified. You, you have to do the Canine Good Citizen. You have to pass that. And then depending on what organization you choose to work with, you have to meet their requirements as well. A therapy dog is now kind of governed under that organization because they hold the, the insurance rider on you. They have their own rules and regulations on what vest you'll wear, what tools you can and cannot use, who and when you'll visit, how long you'll visit, how often you'll work. Um, and then a facility dog is really kind of this, it's, it's much newer in society. It is a place of work that decides to bring a dog to kind of be like the mascot of that place. So it's like a therapy dog that works at the same place. Um, and as far as rules and regulations, there really are none. And so when there are healing hearts dogs that we do donate and give away um, to facility placements, to funeral homes or court advocacy groups, um, crisis response teams, um, schools, we work with them and help walk them through and remind them all of the things they need to think about, who's going to be responsible, insurance, all those things, who legally owns the dog. Um, we help walk them through that because there's just, there, there's not some governing um, organization or anything like that. So the place of employment where the dog is going to be is responsible for making up their own rules and regulations. And so we help uh, those places work through that as well so that we can get dogs working um, out in our workforce. Like it, it's been incredibly an honor to be part of seeing such growth of dogs being in funeral homes and hospitals and schools full time and crisis response teams. It's been truly, truly incredible to see. Anyway, all right, you guys, there you have it. There's a look at the AKC Canine Good Citizen Test. Your dog can now be officially titled as that. Um, if that's something you think interests you or your dog, or you have the type of breed that would excel at this work, might be something you check out and challenge both you and your dog to accomplish this together. I'm Jeanette with 4E Kennels. We're only healing hearts and changing lives through the power of a dog. Um, but we are changing breeding from bad to badass. I've taken over right now in my private Facebook mentorship group. I have over 5,000 breeders reading my book, taking my classes. Um, I'm speaking virtually and out on the road speaking live to people truly trying to change the industry, truly supporting our good, ethical, responsible breeders. And I want you, the buyer, to do the same. Buy responsibly, buy and respect these breeders that have devoted their life to health testing, temperament testing, raising puppies on a curriculum, evaluating puppies and giving them a voice in their placement. This is what will keep puppies in their homes. And one of the most important things you ask a breeder before you buy, I know it seems weird, but ask, can I return this dog if I had to? Because then good breeders are not a part of the overpopulation problem in shelters and rescues. They take their dogs back for the life of the dog. So buy responsibly. And if you did have to return your dog, it goes back to the breeder eliminating the need for shelters and rescues. Now, will we always need shelters and rescues? Unfortunately, we will. People are, there are bad people out there. there there's always going to be underground, bad, backyard, unethical, really crappy, terrible breeders. Um, so we'll always need that help and support. But for the most part, 
you as buyers can help shut down puppy mills and backyard breeders and me and other ethical breeders are doing truly doing the same by being responsible um, for all of our dogs, making responsible decisions when breeding and truly always trying to improve our breed with health and temperament um, at the forefront of our lines. All right, everybody, have a great Friday. I'll see you uh, next week. And of course, I'll see you all week online.